The Utah Jazz have won eight of their last 11. Stretch it back since the lie in the sand by Will Hardy. They've won 11 of their last 19. Is it sustainable? Yeah, I think so. We'll talk about it coming up on Locked on Jazz. You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. Today on Locked On Jazz, is the Jazz most recent play of the last 19 games since the lie in the sand by Will Hardy in Portland sustainable? We'll look at whether we've played an exceptionally soft schedule. Then we'll look and see whether there's anything strange in our numbers that cannot be sustained. Then we'll look at clutch play because that can be a little wonky. And what about individual performances and what's up for the next 20 games leading into the trade deadline? Do we have an easy, soft, or brutal schedule to tell us what might be coming? We'll look at all of that coming up here on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. As I mentioned, I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thank you for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcasting apps as well as on YouTube. Please subscribe on YouTube. Hit the subscribe and then hit the bell button so you're notified whenever. We put out an episode or Ron and I go live after the game or whatever it might be on the Locked on Jazz channel. Thank you very much for subscribing. And we are, as I said, free on all the everydayers. You're the best. Become an everydayer. Join us each and every day. We do this for 30 minutes every day, Monday through Friday for you here on Locked on Jazz. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time, the official ticketing app of Locked on. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on for $20 off your first purchase. All right, let me explain my thoughts here. I I'm, I don't think, I was, this was like the big question last year, right? When we started well, like, is this sustainable? I don't think eight and three over the last 11 games is sustainable, right? So I don't think that's really worth looking into. And the schedule has been pretty, got some softies in there. Um, but let's back it all the way up to a more kind of lengthy period of time, which is for 20 games, the Jazz are 11 and eight. Like, that's real. That's a long period of time. So we lose November 22nd in Portland. Will Hardy in the pregame show says, if you don't pass, you don't play hard, you don't play for the Jazz. And he says in the postgame show, if you don't give a beep about the Utah Jazz, you can't play for the Utah Jazz. We go on and beat the Pelicans. We win three of our next five. Then we get throttled and Dallas lose by 50. And it feels like it's all falling apart again. And then we've proceeded since then to win eight of our last 11. Or they have won eight of their last 11. I haven't won anything. We all feel it, though, so we might as well go we. So is this sustainable? Well, the first question is, has our schedule been particularly soft? So let's break the NBA into four groups. The elite, and there's three teams in each conference in the elite. So top three teams in each conference is the elite. The really good, and there's five teams in each conference in the really good. I included the Magic in the Eastern Conference, so it's Heat, Magic, Pacers, Knicks, Cavs, and Clippers, Kings, Pels, Mavs, Suns. Then it's the OKs. We've probably moved ourselves into this group. Rockets, Lakers, Warriors, us. So four teams in the West and East, 
four teams in the East, Nets, Bulls, Hawks, Raptors. They're okay. You know, they can beat you on a given night. And then there's the really poor. There's six teams in that group, three in each conference. So it breaks out nicely. There's three teams in the elite on each in each group. Wolves, Thunder, Nuggets, Celtics, Bucks, Sixers. There's five groups in the really good. There's four in the OKs, and there's three. So it's pretty equally distributed. In fact, it's as equally distributed as it possibly could be. Um, we have played two games against the elite, 10 games against the really good, two games against the okay, and five games against the poor. If you were to distribute this equally, we would play, we would have played two more games against the elite. We would have played four fewer games against the really good, one fewer games against the poor, and more games against the okay, three more games against the okay. So the schedule's been a little mid-heavy, not top-heavy, and a little bit of bottom-heavy, right? We would take one of the games against the really poor teams and move it up to the okay teams, and then we would have moved two games out of the really good into the elite, which is, you'll see in a second, is an issue. And then we would have moved two games down to the okay. So here's what we've done so far. So in other words, our schedule so far has been heavy with really good teams. We've played 10 of our last 19 games against really good teams. And it's been a little heavy with really bad teams, the poor group. Against the elite, we've played two games. We should have played four. We're 0-2. Okay? We're 0-2. Against the really good teams... We've played 10. We should have played six. We're five and five. Okay. Against the okay teams, we should have played one more game. We're two and oh. That's really interesting, right? Against that middle pack teams, we beat the Raptors and we beat the Nets. We haven't played the Rockets, Lakers, or Warriors, or us. Can't play ourselves. And against the poor teams, we're four and one. We probably should have played one fewer games there. So, and we should have probably played two more games against the elite. If we really kind of distribute this out to a 19-game model that is what it should be, we should have played five games against the okay teams, three, four games against them, et cetera. You got it. So, in this stretch, we're 11-8. and eight. If we had played a little bit more balanced schedule, Based on what we've done so far, we would have gone, in all likelihood, 0-4 against the elite. Call it 3-3 and against the really good. Call it 3-2, and 4-1, and though we're 2-0, against the okay teams. And we would have been 3-1 and against the poor. We kind of That's what we showed. Which puts us not quite at 11-8. It puts us a little bit more at 10-9. And could flip us to 9 and 10 if you're being kind of negative for the sake of being negative. But let's call it 10 and 9. So the schedule gave us 1. So in that sense, I would say 11 and 8, 10 and 9, that's pretty sustainable. It's not like something crazy happened here. Like we didn't, like yes. So yes, on answer 1, based on the schedule and the way it is, is an 11 and 8 stretch over 19 games sustainable. Yes, absolutely. The schedule is a little wonky in the amount of teams we played and did 
Okay, fine. So, like, we probably would have gone on an ease on a normal schedule, ten and nine. Pretty awesome, considering we were four and eleven. So that's the first check. The second check is: Do we have something statistically going strangely? In other words, and the real one you want to look at is whether or not we have any of our four factors that are out of the are unusually good. That's not sustainable or any of our opponent or our shooting. Like, are we suddenly bombing 40% from three? Are we suddenly hitting corner threes at a crazy level? Are opponents suddenly shooting Milwaukee's opponents in like the last 10 games are shooting 25% from three. That's not sustainable. Here's where we rank over the last stretch. Our, our differential is still a minus 3.3 because that Dallas game is in there. And this actually doesn't count blowout time. I'm using cleaning the glass. We're 26th in the league offensively. Okay, that's, we're 11 and eight in our last 19 games and still just 26th in the league offensively. Lowry was out for some of this. We're 25th in the league in shooting. We're 29th in the league in taking care of the ball. We're fifth in the league at offensive rebounding. We're 21st in the league in free throw rate. What's interesting to me about all that is all of that has been better recently and should get better. So that's super, that's not only sustainable, I anticipate that that's going to get better. And if we pull a a more recent stretch, and again, you start shortening the sample size, you get a less good relevance, but we are talking about like what's most recent. So let's take a, let's take a look at the jazz and just most recently, Again, we're into our eight. Uh, this is what I was trying to avoid doing, which is skew the numbers to like eight of 11. And then you're just really, really good. But if we just take, let's just take kind of the last month of basketball. And now we have the Jazz over this stretch are eight and five. Our offense is up to 17th. Our shooting's up to 19th. And our free throw rate's up to 16th. Like, so if you look at the last 19 games, 26th offensively, 25th shooting, 21st free throw rate, 29th turnovers, absolutely sustainable. In the last 10 games, we're the 14th ranked offense, the 13th ranked shooting team, the 20th ranked turnover team. Not only sustainable, could probably get better. That's not what we expected to see today. That's pretty exciting. Like, not only am I telling you it's sustainable right now, but I'm telling you that it could get better. Do we have some, let's look at defense and whether or not we have some wonky shooting numbers. And then I will give you the one area where our record is favorable right now, and it's not sustainable as we continue. We're just getting started. It's Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, free and available on all podcasting apps and YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's edition of Locked on Jazz is brought to you by our friends over at Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street and in Logan and in Linden. And guess what? After quite some time of construction, the Murdoch Hyundai brand new store is open in Murray and it is gorgeous. I was down there the other day. Uh, I just switched into one of the brand new Tucsons. It's super cool. I uh, was driving the Santa Fe and just switched over to the Tucson. It's really beautiful car. Um, and really enjoying it. Uh, it is also the home of, if you're looking for an electric car, the absolutely incredible Ionic 6, the 2023 Ionic 6. I have the Ionic 5. 
that I'm driving and yearn for the Ionic 6 because of its beauty. The SUV lineup starts with a little Kona, finishes with the Palisade as the Tucson and the Santa Fe together. If you're going to stop by Murdoch Hyundai, please email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com. And we will set you up with a VIP meeting that you deserve by being a locked on every day. It's all at Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. Today's show is also brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel, official sports book of Locked On, official partner of the NFL, and a place for you as a new customer to get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets. Win or lose, that's right, the app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like same-day parlays, find, find bets in the Explorer tab, uh, Parlay Hub, all sorts of their things going on in the FanDuel Sportsbook. I always like to look and see what they direct you to in the FanDuel with their parlays of the day. Yesterday was a bunch of – today is um, all soccer. So they have a whole thing on Real Madrid. NBA lines today. Oklahoma City coming off a big win last night over Boston, goes to Atlanta as a one-point – favorite minnesota's hosting new orleans who's hot at six and a half point favorite jazz tonight home against detroit we are a nine point favorite over the detroit pistons um tonight a bunch of really interesting games again tonight clippers Suns probably headlining it with the sun the clippers a three and a half point favorite in phoenix with phoenix completely healthy it's all over at fanduel the official sports book of locked on and again new customers fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to get your official opening start with FanDuel and get your bonus bets up to $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet with FanDuel. Locked On has launched the first ever 24-7 national sports channel. It's on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today. Feel free to grab it, watch it. Have it just up on the back of your TV screen. It's also available on Amazon Fire. If you're an Amazon Fire, there's Locked On shows, some on demand and and Locked On Sports today. You can throw it up on the TV, have it going all day, get all the latest from our local experts as well as our national uh, experts on what's going on around all the sports leagues. It's kind of a great collection of all those. All right, so let's look at defensively. This is where we've really made a jump. And this is a question of whether this is sustainable. But it's not the thing that's not sustainable. We're 14th in the league defensively, 13th against the shot, 16th in the league in forcing turnovers, 15th in the league in offensive rebounding, and second best at not fouling. That's the zone. That's Walker. Walker's done an unbelievable job recently. So that's really interesting. We're 11 and 8 over the last 19 games because of what we've done defensively, and that's the zone. Will people eventually figure it out? 14th offensively, 13th defensively, 16th in turnovers, 15th in offensive rebounds, second in free throw rate. Um, so now you've got to, so when you see something like this, looks that looks great. Like middle of the pack defensively, largely our zone, we're fuddling with people. You've got to look at whether or not there's some funky numbers going on. So let's look at it again. And offensively, we were pretty ugly. So maybe there's some negative funky numbers and not only are we sustainable, we could get better. From a shooting standpoint, we're not doing anything unusual. We're not getting the rim a great deal. We're 21st and gave the rim. That's kind of who we are. We don't, other than Colin, we don't have really any rim attackers in Lowry. So shooting wise, 
We're 29th in the league and above the break threes over the last 19 games. We're actually last in the NBA for the whole season. We've slipped on our corner three where we used to be really good. That's because we were like one of 11 the other night. We're 15th. We're 25th in the league in three-point shooting and 11 and eight in our last 19 games. That's certainly sustainable. In fact, same thought. Like, not only is that sustainable, I have a feeling it's going to get better. So is the recent play sustainable, 11 and eight? Yeah. Offensively, we should get better. Defensively, we've suddenly done something interesting. We're now seventh in the league at denying the rim. Our overall shooting location, which was not great earlier in the year, it's a number I really think is important, where opponents are shooting, is now 12th. And we're 23rd in the league at denying the three, which is kind of in a zone. We kind of know we're giving away above the break threes. 26th on above the break threes. We're okay with that. Like you have to give up something we're doing. So are people just missing? No. We're 14th in the league, middle of the pack in above the break three allowed. Corner three, we're 23rd. Teams are making 42% of their corner threes against us. 38% on threes, we're 18th. The only thing that we're really elite at defensively recently is we're not allowing people to make shots at the rim. We're the fifth best team. That's Walker. We have a guy. That makes sense. Right? Like that, Oklahoma City's number one. That makes sense. They have Chet Holmgren. Minnesota's number seven. That makes sense. They have Rudy Gobert. Boston's number three. That makes sense. They have Kristaps Porzingis. So it makes sense. We're number five. Nothing in this is unusual at all. This is super exciting. Like our opponents weren't super unsustainable. We're not having any weird shooting luck. We're not having anything strange in that regard. Like, is this sustainable? 11 and 8, 19 game stretch. Everything I'm looking at is yes. In fact, offensively looks more than sustainable. Now, I have not dug into, which I probably should have, whether or not we have not played the elite defensive teams. That that's like maybe our offensive numbers are can get, you know, maybe we've been playing we're going to suddenly play teams that are way better defensively. Which is true. We play Philadelphia coming up, Boston coming up that are better defensive teams. They're just better teams. Here is the one area where what we're doing is not sustainable. And that's clutch play. In the last eight clutch games, we're seven and one. Clutch play has wild variants. It doesn't tie year to year. It's always a really good way of looking at a team that has a great clutch year and generally saying, okay, it's going to fall back the next year unless you've got one Jokic, some player that's particularly special late in games. It doesn't, it's usually circumstantial. In clutch play, by the way, in clutch play, Phoenix is still the worst team in the league. Worth just talking about at some point. Phoenix and Atlanta are the two worst offenses in the NBA in clutch. We're 12th offensively. We're fourth defensively. Okay. That gets a little funky. So let's look at four factors in clutch and see what's going on and whether or not we've been just super fortunate late in games, which is my guess that we have been. So the first thing, if we look at it, (coughs) is our three-point shooting in the clutch is the best in the NBA And that seems a little unlikely. 
considering the fact that we're not a good three-point shooting team, the fact that we're the number one three-point shooting team in the clutch for the season feels like a nice anomaly that's going our way and probably not sustainable. Overall for the year, and even in the recent play, we're in the bottom five teams in the league in shooting. In clutch, we're sixth best shooting team in the league. So you can do two things here. One, you can decide that Will Hardy is a master and he is the masterpiece of clutch instead of masterpiece of dog. Um, Or that we've gotten fortunate, that small sample size that is fortunate. We don't turn the ball over late in games, which is good. Opponents effective field goal percentage in the clutch in the most, in the last six games is 43.5%. Okay. Again, we might be doing things well, but for the season, it's 52.3%. No, for the season, it's 56%. And right now it's 43.5%. Sorry. Not buying that. So that's the numbers where I would say, like, we're fortunate. The We're, we're in the clutch in the last eight games we've been in the clutch, which is eight of our last 19 games. We're seven and one. We've been ahead in a lot of them going in, and that makes you better. But these numbers are skewed a little unnaturally to our benefit. We're just not that good a shooting team, and we're just not that good a defensive team, and we're just not that good at everything breaking our way. It happens. It's why you dig into these numbers, and you take advantage of it, and you ride that storm. But in the last eight clutch games, we're shooting 52% from three. We're 12 of our last 23 from three in the clutch. Probably not sustainable. So we have 19 assists on 23 field goals in the clutch, which is pretty great, by the way. That shows we're moving the ball. Um, And that's how we have to play. So that's it. All right. The other one that's interesting. So I've given you three so far. Opponents, relatively sustainable. Maybe one game advantageous. Numbers, nothing sustainable. Actually flip it the other way. Maybe our offense can actually get a lot better and we can be better than what we're doing. Clutch play. Ah, okay. We've gotten very, very fortunate. And and that's skewing our record a little bit. What about individual performance? Do we have players that are doing things that are just on fire and unnatural? And what about our next 20 games? Does the schedule flip a great deal so that we should know what's coming? We'll take a look at those things as we continue on Locked on Jazz. Today's edition of Locked on Jazz is brought to you by our good friends over at Game Time, the official ticketing app of Locked on. And we've got a great deal for you right now. When you use the code Locked on NBA, all lowercase, you get $20 off your Game Time ticket purchase. Why Game Time? Well, you can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what you're going to get. All the prices show you total up front, so you know what you're getting a great deal when you check out. And you can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. I just did it for my Christmas present, which was you 2 at the Sphere in February. Yes! Uh, Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. Uh, I think I've told you Matt Moore of Locked On Nuggets. He and his wife love the Avalanche, so they'll just sit around and wait and see if they get a ticket to their liking and then head down and go to the uh, ball arena and watch the Avalanche play. You can find exclusive flash deals on football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, whatever it might be, all on the Game Time app. So right now, download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. That's LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. And 
create an account and redeem the code locked on for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. Jazz holiday packs, I believe, are still up and available and have great deals on right now, so go check those out. We play tonight against Detroit. Tickets are available for that. Maybe check out utahjazz.com and see what you can get for the latest tickets on all of that uh, at uh, utahjazz.com. Great content on Jazz Plus as well right now. All right. Individually, do we have players doing things that are not sustainable? No. No. Lowry is playing 30 minutes a day. He's played nine of the 19 games. He's averaging 22 points, eight rebounds, two assists. Shooting 49% from the field, 37% from three. In fact, he'll get better. Colin Sexton, 19 games, averaging 19 points. Playing 27 minutes, shooting 48% from the field, 35% from three, taking four and a half threes a game. He's got four assists, two turnovers a game, and three rebounds. It's a big jump for Colin, but it's not crazy. It's not crazy at all. Colin could average 19 points a game. In fact, Andy Larson, Eric Walden, Sarah Todd can all attest that early in the season, we were sitting in the media room, and I asked who everyone thought our second leading score of the season would be, and I took Colin Sexton. And they thought I was crazy. Jordan Clarkson, the last nine games, is shooting 36% from the field and 24% from three. With a triple-double, but not good. Definitely can get better. Keontae George has played 13 of the last 19 games, is shooting 37% from the field and 36% from three. Should be okay. John Collins has played... In 15 of the 19 games, he's averaging 13.7 rebounds. He has a minus seven in his plus minus. He's the only player on the team with a really dramatic plus minus. But that's because he's shooting 44% from the floor and 32% from three. That is, he can, Jordan's going to get better. Keontae should improve. John Collins is going to get better. Taylor was playing great. He's just not playing, so we'll skip over him. Simone Fontecchio, last 19 games, shooting 45% from the floor, 39% from three, averaging... 12 points a game, four rebounds, two assists. That's who he is. We Simone has been has been 27 minutes a game is a revelation and a game changer. He's also negative, frankly, in his plus minus, but I'm not worried about it. He is absolutely, a, it's because Keontae, Simone, and John are negatives. That's part of our starting lineup and our starting lineup's negative. But Simone is a revelation. He's big, tall, athletic, can shoot it, can drive it, can defend. He's an NBA player. He's a bona fide rotation NBA player. He's playing 27 minutes a night and good. Walker's playing 25 minutes a night and dominating the glass and dominating the rim. And Kelly Olenek is playing 22 minutes a night, shooting 55% from the floor, 46% from three, averaging nine rebounds, five or nine points, five rebounds and five assists. Okay, he might be exceeding what you would naturally think he should do. Chris Dunn is now playing 22 minutes a night, shooting 49% from the floor and only 34% from three. That's, and taking two a game, that's kind of who he is. And Ochai's at 46 and 34. None of our guys are out of their norm. Not a single guy I just read right there, you're like, well, there's no chance he can keep that up. Kelly is maybe the one guy at 55% from the field and 46% from three who can't keep it up. He's shooting 40% from three for the season though. 
And if he's only playing 22 minutes, he's not going to wear down. So I don't see anything in there. And when I look at our numbers offensively, and again, we're poor offensively. So I actually go back to where we were before. Is this sustainable? Offensively, we should get better. Defensively, if that's real, then then we hope and, and we can and suddenly, you know, the last 10 games, which obviously are more advantageous than the last 19, we're 14th offensively and eighth defensively. That's really good. So the last and final question is what happens in the next 20 games in our schedule prior to the NBA trade deadline? And based on what I talked about earlier, we should play. If you're playing a 20-game schedule, you should play about three games against the elite, six games against the really good, five games against the okay, and three games against the really poor. That ends up a little short of 20. So you could, it's actually about four of the against the elite, six against the really good, five against the okay, and four against the poor. That gets you right to 19 again. Well, that's not what we have coming up. We have eight of our next 20 games against the elite teams in the NBA. Ah! Then we have four games against the really good, five against the okay, and three against the poor. So if this is sustainable, in the next 20 games, it's probably sustainable more to a stretch in which if we were to perform the exact same way we have, which is being 0-2 against the elite, 5-5 and against the really good, 2-0 and against the okay, and 4-1 and against the poor. And we were to do that again. It is probably sustainable to a 9-11 record over the next 20 games. Okay, we're 11-8, and and we just flip it because the schedule gets brutal. And then the question is, does our offense get better and that flips in any way? And what would then, for frankly, what matters at this point, that would walk us to the trade deadline at 24 and 40. Probably not in the play-in competition. But that walks us right to February 8th at 24 and 40. That doesn't sound right. No, that's right. Um, going 9 and 11 the rest of the way because of the brutal part of the fact that we play eight of our next 20 games against the six elite teams in the NBA. And February 8th, by the way, is the trade deadline. So this would walk us toward the trade deadline if it's sustainable at 24 and 40. And if you want to push and say, well, you said the offense isn't sustainable, we can get better. Okay. Then we might be able to get to the trade deadline at 26 and 38. That doesn't seem right. Something's wrong. Oh, 24 and 30, not 40. 24 and 30. I was like, that just does not seem right. We're only four games below 500. We're only six. 24 and 30. So lingering. If we do get hotter, we're suddenly 26 and 28. Eh, might be bouncing close to that number. Golden State, 
16 and 17 is just out of it. Lakers are 17 and 17 right now and don't look good. Neither of those two teams do, actually. Um, sorry, 24 and 30. I knew there was something wrong with that. You can see it in my face if you're watching YouTube. 24 and 30. 24 and 30, not 24 and 40. 24 and 30. So that's my guess. If this is sustainable, we go 9 and 11 in the next 20 games, which would be great, super fun. But six, eight of those games are against the elite elite of the league. So this is not sustainable in the sense that our schedule is coming. So to summarize, is the Jazz place of the last 19 games, 11 and 8 sustainable? Yes, absolutely. In fact, offensively, there's massive room for growth that could lead to better than 11 and 8. However, the clutch play numbers are unnatural and likely will not continue, and the schedule gets brutal playing the elite teams in the NBA. That is Locked on Jazz for the day. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to throw your comments in the comment section and all the rest. We will now send you over to the first ever 24-7 national sports channel on YouTube called Locked on Sports Today. You can also check it out on Amazon Fire.